Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am so excited to do this episode. This is a special episode and this is not a business episode. So if you are looking for some business tips, this is not going to be the episode for you. I you know, this podcast is, I would say, 99% business advice. But once in a while, I get inspired by something and I have to do a podcast episode. So these are far and few between. However, I think this is a really important episode. So keep listening. It's going to be a great episode. Grab a coffee, grab an express. Maybe this is an episode for you to grab yourself an espresso or something stronger. So let's dive into it. So today we are talking about... So I'm kind of breaking down the, this trip that I just got back from. So I, if you follow me on Instagram, you have heard about this damn trip for a long time. It, it was a Alaska camp, uh, sorry, Alaska bear camp trip where I traveled to Alaska and went to this, uh, it's kind of like a bear safari. I sort of referred to like a bear safari. Like if you went to Africa and you did a safari you stay in these cool glamping tent kind of things. And that's kind of the more how it felt more like to me, but it's called bear camp. So I'll just call it how they call it. And basically kind of hung out in this area in Alaska where they have brown bears. So you would think of them as grizzly bears, but technically they're brown bears. So I went on this trip. I have been dying to go since I put the deposit down in January of 2023 and I finally just went on the trip and the, and ended, and I'm so sad that it's over. I am, so it's now Monday, what's the date today? August 21st. So I got back a couple of days ago on Saturday. So it was this incredible trip, and I have never, one, I've never taken a group trip before. So this was with a travel company, and I've never done that before. I've only traveled either like by myself or I've gone with like a person. And this was a unique trip to start off with because it was a group trip, but I was going by myself, so I didn't know anyone. And then two, it's more of like an adventure trip. You know, you go to a different place and you're there to watch wildlife. So it was a really cool trip. And while I was there, I just, it, it was just incredible. I mean, it, the, To say that it was incredible is the world's biggest understatement, but I really feel like I learned or noticed or realized quite a few things when I was there because I was writing them down on the notes app in my phone. And when I got back from the trip, I was getting all these messages from people, you know, asking me, what made you go by yourself? And like, how was the trip? And, you know, that's so cool that you did that by yourself. And that's so awesome that you did something that's scary. And you know, you should do a podcast episode and talk about doing things by yourself. And I thought, okay, well, you know, when a bunch of people mention something to me, it, of course, the light bulbs start going off in my head. But I was like, you know, I, I have this list of things. And so I sat there and I thought about it. I'd come back from the trip on Friday. I'm sorry, I come back from the bear camp on Friday. And then Saturday, sorry, Thursday, and then Friday, this information is completely irrelevant to you, by the way. <laughs> and then Friday, I had a free day before I went home on Saturday. So I woke up, went to the a coffee shop that was down the street and just sat outside on a bench. And I just opened up my phone and I just thought about what I had been through and just wrote out. I started off saying seven things I learned from doing a solo trip to Alaska to see bears. And ended up turning into 15 things. And then as before I started recording this podcast, as you know, I don't script anything. It's completely authentic me rambling and 
saying the word like a lot. So sorry, try not to say the word like a lot, but I do say it. So anyway, and I sort of condensed it down to 10 things. I thought 10 things feels tangible and all that. So anyway, let's just dive into it. So the trip, just to give you a little bit of context, the trip was the most magical, perfection, incredible, inspiring trip that I've ever taken in my life. And I have been to 30 countries. I have done a lot of cool things, but this, and I'm not saying that as like, I'm not bragging or anything. I was grateful to have a job that sent me on a lot of travel trips. So that was a lot of the bulk of my traveling was because I used to have a job that that was my job. I got to travel internationally. So anyway, um, I'm just saying it in the context of like, I have traveled quite a bit and this trip was just so magical. Magical is the only word I can describe it. So just a quick summary before I dive into all the things. You fly into Anchorage, Alaska, and then you get down to this town or city or whatever called Homer. And so it's just south of Alaska on like a peninsula type of thing. And I got there a day early, which is again, totally irrelevant to you. This is not a breakdown of my trip to Alaska. It's more of just some takeaways that I think you could learn and hopefully inspire you for you to do something cool. So anyway, and we had a a pre-departure dinner, welcome thing type of that. So I met all the people that I was going on the trip with. And I want to preface this by saying when I was getting ready for this welcome dinner, I was really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I knew there was 12 or 13 other people there. I had no idea anything about them. I had no idea. Were they young? Were they old? Were they cool? Were they fun? Were they annoying? Like, I had no idea who this group of people was. I've never done a group trip before and I had nothing, I had nothing to compare it to. And I was really nervous, like walking <laughs> to the restaurant at the hotel. I, you know, I, I, and we could only bring a 15 pound bag. So I basically had like two outfits and all are like wildernessy, you know, my black leggings, boots, sneakers, my Birkenstock sandals, um, a couple of socks, minimal, ma- like almost no makeup, almost none of my skincare stuff. Um, one sweatshirt and one like fleece thing. And then like a rain jacket. That's literally all I brought. And so I didn't have anything that I was like, oh, I feel cute in or anything. I just looked kind of, you know, like I'm going on a bear camp trip to Alaska. And I walk in and I was again, really, really nervous. I walk in and I see people sitting at the tables and I, you know, there was a line where we had to, I don't know, she gave us some sheet of paper. I don't even remember what it was at this point. And I just sat down at a table and I remember just feeling really shy because even though I sound very extroverted, I'm actually introverted. So when I first meet people, I'm not super outgoing. It takes me time to warm up to people. And so when people first meet me, they oftentimes think I'm super snobby because I'm not super outgoing at first. But I, yeah, so so I sat down and I was like, kind of like, mm, I don't know, should I, should I talk to people? I don't know what to do. So I just want to preface by saying that because just because I'm out doing this shit doesn't mean that I'm not scared to. doesn't mean I'm not also nervous we are humans and new shit makes us nervous. Okay. So anyway, so I'm going to skip to the, to the trip part. So then we, we do the welcome dinner the next morning. We get up, we take a small teeny tiny plane. Uh, I think it was a six, six or eight seater. No, I think it was a six seater plane. Uh, there were two groups and we flew over to the bear camp. And so if you're looking at Homer on a map, if you want to follow along with this little journey, it's just the left and it's at Lake Clark National Park and Preserve. And there's like a little area where the bear camp was. And you we fly in and we get off the thing. We get on this little beach area and we're walking in. And oh my God, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It's right in the water. Um, you see the cute little sign that says like natural, not hab or natural habitats, Alaska bear camp. And there's like little bears on it. Their staff there are there to greet us. Like they just made you feel so welcome from the start. And then we walk in, they show us to our little tents and then we just kind of start the day. And I forget that first few moments of the trip already, but you know, basically dropped off your stuff in your tent. 
And then I think we met in the little dining tent and they gave us a little bit of a tour. And then we went like went off to see bears, I think, pretty, pretty soon after. So and then basically the whole trip was like dining area for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for happy hour, sitting out on the front a little area in front of the camp where they had these two little enclosed tents with fire pits and things like that. And then bear viewing. And it was just the most magical thing to see. And you don't even have to be obsessed with bears like I am. I think if you just like nature, if you like wildlife, if you appreciate slowing down a little bit and just marveling at at nature, at wildlife, at bears, foxes, whatever it is, like you would also love this trip too. So I just wanted to give a little bit of context as to what the trip is. And I'm kind of about to reference because you might be wondering, well, I don't understand what on earth you're talking about. So that's kind of the gist of the trip. It was this camp experience, safari experience where you go, you're with a group of people, there's no Wi-Fi, um, and you're there to go look at bears, to go observe bears in, in their natural habitat. And it, it leg- legit was the most special, inspiring, incredible trip of my whole life. And if anyone is interested in this trip, please let me know. I will tell you everything, the good, the bad. There was no bad. (laughs) There was no bad. But I will tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. There's also no ugly. Like, no fucking ugly in Alaska. Um, The staff were absolutely top-notch. The food was incredible. The accommodation, like your tent that you stayed in. It's not a tent with, like, a sleeping bag on the ground. It's It's like a glamping kind of tent. And... It was incredible. I mean, there was a family of foxes that stayed on the property. And so not only did I get the pleasure of seeing these beautiful bears in real life and cubs and, you know, catching their own salmon, which was magical. Like, oh, I have no words. I hope I don't start crying on the podcast because I don't want to cry, but I probably will because I think I've cried about 20 times since being on the trip, since coming home from the trip. I'm like, I'm such a sap. Um, It was just so special. So if you have interest in this type of trip, please let me know. I will tell you everything that you could ever need to know. And because I'm so crazy, I will convince you to go on the trip and then I'll probably go with you. So let's go. Let's go to the trip again. I'm definitely going to go again. A hundred percent. I am rallying (laughs) many people to go on this goddamn trip because I cannot wait to do it again. It's expensive, worth every penny. And if you have a business, let's do some kind of a retreat or something. Like, I'm serious. If you're interested, let me know. If enough people DM me, I'm going to organize something. We can go on this trip and we can do maybe like a two-day business meetup before the trip. And then it can be a tax write-off, right? Like, so smart. Okay. Let's dive into it. I'm going to keep rambling about rambling about this trip. And I know as much as you want to hear all about the Alaska <laughs> camp trip, I want to talk about the takeaways because that's the important thing that I want to share with you. So 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to Alaska to go see these beautiful, perfect brown bears with a group of strangers. Okay. Number one, do, do shit that makes you feel alive. So I think this is really, really an important one. And some of the things I'm going to mention are slightly overlapping, and I tried to separate them as much as possible, but to be honest with you, I wanted to record this episode while it was fresh in my memory and while I was really still amped up and feeling inspired about it, because I know those kind of things can sometimes come and go, and then you forget how you felt about it. And I've never had a trip that I reacted to in this way, and I don't know what the deal is with myself, but this trip really... um, made me think about things a lot differently and it made me want to change the way I live coming home from the trip, which I think that's a really important one. So number one, do shit that makes you feel alive. Embrace the scary, embrace the out of norm things. They are the things that make you grow. So the second I put this deposit down for this trip in January of this year, And I announced it on my Instagram. I did a post. I was launching some sort of a program. And I said, you know, um, this is a year that I want my business to like fund, fund things in my life. And so I said, I put down a deposit for this trip, not knowing how I was going to like, I had to figure out how to pay for it after. And I said, I wanted to use my business to fund that trip. Meaning 
money I make in my business instead of just not paying myself or instead of, you know, reinvesting in my business with other things, I said, no, my business, the money that I make, the profit that I make and pay myself is going to pay for this trip. So when I, when I announced that on, I'm probably mentioned it on my podcast, on my Instagram and my emails, I got a lot of people that responded to me and they said, why on earth do you want to go to, to Alaska and see bears? Like, why? Isn't that scary? Aren't you scared? Like, why do you want to do that? And my my first response is, no, I'm not scared. I'm scared of a lot of other things. For example, sharks. I do not like open water. Open water is more terrifying to me than any fucking bear. Okay. So for me, doing something where I'm going in the middle of the ocean or even the ocean at all, I do not like the ocean. I like looking at the ocean. I love hearing the ocean. I do not like going in the ocean. I actually don't like going in any body of water unless it's a pool because I think lakes are even creepier. And yeah. So for me, it wasn't necessarily scary to go on this trip, but people kept asking me, why do you want to go? Why do you want to go? And I just, all I could ever think was like, I want to do something that's fucking crazy. Like that feels crazy. That feels different. That makes me feel alive. You know, um, even though I've done a lot of traveling, I haven't done a crazy amount of traveling in the last, uh, I don't know, eight years, the last couple years I have done more traveling, but I haven't done anything crazy. I've done like, let's go to Napa Valley. Let's go to London, kind of like normal trips. I've never done an adventure trip that made me that just think you just like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to feel alive after this trip. And I think that's a really important thing. So whether for you, if that is (laughs) diving with sharks, it is scuba diving in Australia, or it doesn't even have to be anywhere far away. It can literally be in your own state, but just doing stuff that makes you feel alive, inspired, that kind of thing. So, you know, I said before, embrace scary things, embrace the out of norm things. They really will make you grow. And I think this is a really important lesson that you could apply to anything in your life, not even your business, but you could also apply to your life in general. So just as you're listening to this, maybe write a couple things down. Or if you're listening on your iPhone, just open up a notepad and just, I would love for you to take a couple notes down here, just like I did sitting on that park, uh, not park bench, sitting on the bench outside this beautiful coffee shop called Salmon Sisters in Homer, Alaska. What a great coffee shop. And just, I wrote all these things down because as I was in this trip, because I had no Wi-Fi, and this is a really important thing. I'm going to talk about this in this episode. I had no Wi-Fi and my phone was sort of pointless other than to take videos and photos of things. And you know, as we are living our life and we're working and we're doing the norm, we are always on our phones. And I am too. Like I work, I have my own business. I can pretty much do almost anything I need to off of my phone So I am on my phone a lot. I'm looking at my phone. I'm scrolling through social media. I'm posting stuff. I'm writing out ideas. And I'm also not using my phone a lot of the time in my life. But I go through phases where I am using my phone a lot. And then, you know, and then it backs off a little bit. But to not have access to my phone, it was as if like the business part of my life just shut off. My brain was not thinking about business stuff at all. And that's really rare for me. I'm always thinking of business ideas. I'm always thinking of, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. And da, 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 da. My brain was so in the moment. And I want to, again, I'm going to come back to this point. Um, and it's actually my next point. So I should probably stop talking. The point here is that I didn't have my phone as a crotch. I didn't have Wi-Fi. So I couldn't just open up Instagram and start texting or DMing people. I couldn't open up my phone and start texting my best friend at home. I couldn't open up Voxer and start sending people voice messages. So it it forced me to like be in the moment. And that kind of brings me to point number two. This is, I think this is, I, this is my favorite point out of all of them. Because for me, I never do this. Never, ever do this. Number two, do things that make you just sit still. So I wrote, I'm, and I wrote a list here. So I am, I'm not like reading notes, but I'm just r- reading off of my list. So 
Number two, do things that make you sit still with time, marvel and appreciate the moment. So for me, while I do appreciate things, I never just like stop and just sit. It's always, okay, check that off the list. What's on to the next thing? And in my notes, I wrote, because <laughs> this is actually what I was doing the entire time I was there. Um, stop and smell the roses. It's okay to stop, sit down in the dirt, and marvel over a family of foxes. <laughs> and that's actually a real thing I did. This, this bear camp had a family of four foxes living there. And I literally, I love foxes. I follow multiple fox accounts on Instagram. Um, I watched some weird bear movie with some weird guy. And there was foxes that kept showing up. And I, I literally just, like, they were the cutest goddamn things that, that I've ever seen. And I don't think I've really ever seen foxes. I don't think I've ever seen a fox in the wild, let alone anywhere, really. Maybe I have. I just can't think of any. But these are the red foxes. And they are just they are so beautiful and there was a family like a family and then there was a bunch of cubs they call them kits and they would just sit there on their property they they would go right pretty pretty close up to you and they would just wrestle and play and they would get food and i would just sit down on the ground and just watch them for five minutes ten minutes two minutes um i really felt like i was just marveling this beautiful thing that was happening in front of me and not feeling like oh, I, I i can't sit here and watch this thing because i have to go do something else or i can't sit here and appreciate this awesome little moment in life because i have to go do the dishes or i have to go send an email or, or something it doesn't have to be business it could just be things that you have in personal life you know and i really noticed because I didn't have all these distractions, I didn't have my phone really, no Wi-Fi, no working. I just, it made me just appreciate the like things that were happening in the moment, you know? And so I literally would sit down and just watch these animals or go and then go to the, when we would do the bear viewings, just sitting there and just watching, you know, a mom, mom bear, you know, catching a fish and giving it to the cub or, you know, the mom or the two cubs like playing with each other and just sitting there and just feeling, feeling in the moment. I think that's the point I'm trying to make here is just sitting still and just being, not feeling rushed to do the next thing. Um, just being in the moment. And so another, another part of that, of this tip number two is just doing stuff that makes you sit still, getting off your phone, getting off your Wi-Fi and being in the moment. And I think for me, that was a really interesting thing because I feel like I never do that. I'm always feeling rushed. I'm always feeling like I have to move on to the next thing or the next task or, you know, whatever it is. I have a really hard time relaxing. I have a really hard time sitting still. And so this trip for me was very interesting because that's kind of all I did for multiple days was just, just be, just sit, just be still not be thinking about work or not thinking about things at home or anything like that. So that was a really important thing for me. Number three, tip number three of the 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to Alaska to see bears, talk to other humans. And I know this seems like an obvious one, but it's not really obvious because I feel like I never talk to people that I don't know. Um, so again, this is a group trip. There's 12 or 13 other people there, plus the staff. And because we had no Wi-Fi, and because you're traveling in this unique experience together, it, it encourages you to talk to other people. And that's what I did. I mean, I, I talked to everyone on the trip. I talked to the people in the group. I talked to the staff. I tried to talk to really anyone that was there. And it was really interesting. As someone who works from home, as someone who has not worked in an office, in eight years and I don't I still and I live in Washington I'm not from Washington I lived here for five years and I lived in the current place I live now for three years I still don't know that many people here and and I'm from Boston originally in Boston I have like so many friends my friends from you know high school and growing up and college and all that and in Washington I don't have that and it was really interesting for me because like I said before I'm actually pretty introverted so when I go to a social situation 
even though I seem extroverted to a lot of people, I'm actually not. So it really pushes me out of my comfort zone to like talk to strangers. Um, but once I'm comfortable, then you can't shut me up as you probably can tell. Cause I just don't stop talking. So number three, talk to other people, put your phones down, put your crutches away. And the crutch is the phone and have conversations with people, have conversations with people that you wouldn't normally talk to. And this is like a caveat of this tip number here is ask people about themselves. Like I think when we go to social situations and we're talking to other people, I think, you know, it can be hard to know what do you talk about? Like, what do you ask them? And sometimes we just want to talk about ourselves. And I think it's really important that you take the time and ask people about themselves you know, let them share their story. I think we are really wrapped up in our own stuff. And sometimes it's really important to listen more than talking, you know? And I, you know, I really made a point to talk to pretty much everyone on the trip. There were two, there were four people, two couples, you know, older couples that I didn't talk to during the trip. Um, you know, not, I wasn't trying to like ignore them. I just didn't talk to them. I don't know. And then the last night of the trip, I ended up talking to one of the people and, you know, had a great conversation with her, but you know, either way, I, I really made an effort to talk to people, to be friendly, to, you know, ask them lots of questions and, you know, you never know the cool stories that you can hear from other people. So, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit in a different tip at the end, because this one was really interesting to me, which I'll talk about the end. Okay. Number four of the 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to Alaska to see bears, stop putting things off. So this is a really important one. Um, if there's something that you want to do that you're dreaming of doing it, that you just can't wait to do it, why are you not planning it now? You know, so let's talk about this. And I want to kind of, I want to dive into this one. I think this is an important one. So life is short. Life can be shitty. Life is hard. So do that trip that you've always wanted to take. Why are you not doing it now? And so maybe for you, maybe that's to go see brown bears in Alaska, or maybe it's to go see birds in Brazil. I have no idea if that's a thing. Maybe it's you are just dreaming to go to France. You want to go see the Eiffel Tower or that, what's that castle? Not not a castle, palace, Versailles. You want to go to Versailles or you want to go somewhere. Who cares? Um, Why are you not doing it now? You know, there's stuff will always come up. Stuff always comes up and it ruins the fun things in life. So... I would really, really, really invite you, if there's something that you really want to do, start putting the wheels in action today. So I literally want you to get out your notepad, get out your phone again, and I want you to write down, make a list of a couple of things that you really want to do. Um, I know for me, one thing that I really would like to do at one point is I really would like to do a like a kayaking trip or something. So not just going out in a kayak for an hour one day, but doing like a proper trip where you go somewhere and then you go probably with a group of people and you kayak somewhere. So I prefer paddle boarding, to be honest with you. And I shouldn't even dive into this because I'm going to get, I'm going to go on a tangent here, but I'll just share with you. I, so I've only ever done, I love kayaking and I've only done kayaking in Washington, not on the ocean. So it's like, you know, lakes or just bodies of water that aren't the ocean. And so, and I don't know if this is a thing with kayaks because I've only also ever used a kayak that like is the open one where you just sit in it and it's like super open versus the kayaks where you like slide into. And if anyone's listening here and they're a kayaker, you're going to laugh at how I'm describing this because I don't know what the terms are. Um, I've only done the kayaking where you just kind of sit on the kayak. And so like my dog has gone on with me. I can put my backpack in there. There's lots of space versus the one that you sit in into. And so you're like in this, it's almost like you're sitting in like a little tube or something. So I don't know if all kayaks have these like 
little foot pedals and a thing at the end, a thing at the back called a, I think it was called a rudder. I have no idea, but I tried sea kayaking in Alaska and I looked like a buffoon. Okay. So talk about doing things that make you look stupid. Um, I have never done sea kayaking and I didn't know there was a difference. And so when they asked me, have you done kayaking? I'm like, yeah, tons of times. I love kayaking. And I got in and I literally couldn't even get myself out of the, the, like you plop the kayak in the water. She pushes you out of the rocks into the water and then they're all like flying off. I was the last one to get in. And I couldn't even get out of the little inlet of water near the rocks because of the stupid, <laughs> the stupid kayak um, the one that I was using, the sea kayak, there were pedals and I wasn't, I feel like I wasn't listening to the lady when she was explaining it to me. Cause I was probably exhausted from my trip, but she was basically telling me, Oh, the pedals direct the kayak. And then when you're paddling, it's like, that's the power behind it. And so one, the pedal, the pedals were too far out for my feet. My boots that I was wearing kept falling off because I was wearing kind of like rain boots or whatever. And it ended up being just this bit of a disaster at first. And she had to come over to me and then, you know, I had to say, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't quite sure about the pedals. And then anyway, so she had to fix them for me. My point here is that, you know, sea kayaking for me, it didn't, it wasn't a great, it was okay. It was still fun, but because I had all this trouble with the pedals and all that, it just, it, it, it deterred the experience or not deterred. Yeah it made it so it wasn't like super, super fun where a normal kayak experience for me, I love, like I love getting out on a paddleboard or kayak and just going out in the water. And she told me that the sea kayaks are different because of the currents and things like that. So you want those pedals and the rudder thing to like push you through. So anyway, my point here is that I would really like to do a kayaking trip someday. So again, probably start thinking about that now and just start looking at some options. I don't think I want to do sea kayaking, <laughs> but you never know. Like there might be a cool trip somewhere. So my point here is like make a list of some things that you would like to do. Maybe it could be animals, hiking somewhere really cool, just going to a destination, something active or sport that you like to do. It doesn't matter what it is, but you can keep putting this stuff off until someday becomes never because now you can't do it. You've, you have an injury or circumstances in your life change and you, there's no way you can afford it now where you could have afforded it before, but you just didn't do it because you were scared or you were scared of spending money or whatever the excuses are that we tell ourselves. And, and I've been there too. There's no shame in not taking action on something. I think we convince ourselves that we don't deserve to do something fun. We, um, we shouldn't do it, you know, especially if you have kids and all that, there's a lot of guilt that comes with, with traveling. And I know I've felt it before too, but now I'm kind of like, I don't feel guilty at all. <laughs> I'm like, I want to do a trip. I'm going to pay for it. What's the problem? I'm just going to do it. You know? Um, but we can feel guilty when we want to do fun things. Like we don't deserve to do them or something. So I would love for you to make a list of five things, five cool trips that you want to go on. And then send me a message on Instagram and tell me what those trips are. Cause I want to know, I want to know what cool things you want to do. What cool trips do you want to take? And again, remember if you want to also do this Alaska bear camp trip, please let me know. I'm not even joking when I say I am already trying to get a group together, product-based business owners, coaches, whoever, let's just go as long as there's 13 people or, and you can get your own tent too. So I did my own tent because I didn't want to share with someone else. <laughs> like I need my quiet time at night, you know? Anyway, if you're interested in that, please let me know. I'm not even joking. I feel like we could get a group together and it could be awesome. We could do like a little two-day retreat in Alaska before. And then it's like this business experience and it's a tax write-off, right? Like it's so smart. Okay. So yeah, this is an important one. Stop putting things off. So I want to know what trip you want to do, but make a list of those trips. So when I was doing, just to give you context as well, when I was in January... 2023, I wrote, I made a list on my whiteboard behind me. And I also made a list in a Google sheet. I opened up Google drive and I wrote out like 2023 goals, personal business. 
And the first personal goal I had on my list was literally go on a bear viewing trip in Alaska. So it was the first week of January. I wrote out this goal and I think normally I would have sat on it. I would have been like, oh, someday I'll go on a bear trip. It's always like, oh, I'll go someday or I'll go in, I'll go in a few years or I'll go when my kid turns five or I'll go when blah, blah, blah. And I really want you to be intentional of how you say those things, you know, and you don't have to do a crazy trip every year, but if something is just on your bucket list, like for me going on a bear trip to Alaska, like I had to do it. I went to Alaska the first time in 2022 and I just like fell in love with it. I loved it so much. And I saw bears. I, we, I went in some excursion somewhere. I forget. I don't even remember where it was. And we were driving in a bus going somewhere else. And we saw a mom and cubs fishing in the water for salmon. And we just sat there and watched them for like 15 minutes. And it was just this magical thing for me. And so ever since I saw that, I knew I wanted to go on a trip, but it wasn't until January when I actually sat down and made the list. And then it was literally a few days later, I was like, why, let's just, let me start researching like where, how I can take this bear trip so I can actually do it this summer. And so if I didn't write that list down, I may not have even done it, you know? So sometimes writing it down, being intentional, you know, you could also maybe say it's like a little bit of manifesting. Okay, if I'm going to write it down, I'm like telling the universe I want this to happen. And then you can start taking action. So again, make a list of where you want to go, you know, and maybe choose one, choose the one that you, your heart is just set on, you know, and start thinking about it. So someday doesn't become never. Okay, number five of the 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to see bears in Alaska. Don't be afraid to travel solo. So this was a really, this one came up a lot in my DMs. A lot of people messaged me and they said, aren't you afraid to go by yourself? Aren't, aren't you afraid? Aren't you nervous? I couldn't, I could never do that. I could never travel alone. I won't even go to the movies by myself. And, you know, I'm going to respond to this respectfully because because I know not everyone is is like me. So I've been really independent my whole life. I don't have siblings and that probably plays a part of it because when I was younger, I had to just if I wanted to do something, I had to do it by myself. So when I was in I must have been in middle school or maybe 8th, ninth grade or something. I mean, I lived outside Boston. I would take the bus to outside of Boston, then I would take, you know, the train in Boston, I would go into the city by myself for the day. And this was a normal thing for me. Um, I did a lot of weird things like that when I was, you know, in my early teens and teenager. And go, like going to the movies, going to the movies by myself is literally still one of my favorite things to do. I have gone to the movies by myself since I was able to either be dropped off at the movie theater or drive myself. Um, so for a really long time. And because of the job that I had when I was in my 20s, when I got to travel all over the place, you know, I kind of got used to just going to a restaurant by myself or going to a bar and like eating dinner at the bar area or something by myself. And now that doesn't bother me at all. Like, literally not at all. I can go sit at a restaurant and yeah, like I think if I have a book or my phone, it's, it's like less awkward, but I'll still do it. And I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, and I've just done a lot of things in life by myself and I'm okay with it. So for me, when I was booking the trip, it wasn't like, that wasn't a, that wasn't something that was going to hinder me from going because I didn't have anyone to go with. I don't think anyone in my personal life would have gone with me in this trip, like a friend. I maybe would have one or two friends that might have one, wanted to go, but I didn't even ask anyone. I just, I just booked it. I just booked it by myself and I chose to have my own accommodation, which was awesome. But you could also have, you could also share a tent with someone else, which is fine. Um, but so I totally understand that like I might be the, I might this might not be the norm where, you know, you can just do things by yourself, but I would really encourage you not to let that hold you back. So again, I know 
if you're someone who is afraid to do things alone, it's totally normal. Okay. I'm not trying to be high and mighty here. I'm not at all. It's just for me, I kind of have always been doing things by myself. So it's normal for me, but I know for some people that's not normal, but don't let that hinder you from trying something. Like, again, I told you when I walked into that dinner the first night where I had to meet all these new people before the bear trip, I was nervous. And that kind of stuff doesn't usually get me nervous, but I was nervous because, you know, we're going on this adventure together. We're going to be with each other for the next four or five days. It, it can feel scary and it's okay to be scared, but I think it's, I think what's not okay is to not do something because you're going by yourself, you know? And it wasn't like I was flying to Alaska alone, walking up a mountain alone, sleeping in the tent in the middle of bear country. That's not, that's not what this trip was. This was a very safe, organized, um, sheltered, maybe you could even say, I mean, we had bear guides with us. It was very safe. So I'm just saying, don't let traveling alone scare you from trying something. You can always do kind of what I did where I was traveled alone, but then I was with a group of people that I didn't know. It was strangers. So it's not 100% traveling alone, but you know, you're not with, you don't have your crutches with you. You know, you have to strip away those comfort things and you have to force yourself to talk to strangers and things like that. So anyway, I'm just saying, don't be afraid to travel solo. Okay, number six, out of the 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to see bears, give compliments to people. So this one, I I try to do this in general, like it, I try to do this quite often, but I sometimes don't do it. And I really tried to make an effort to do that on this trip. So give compliments to people. So when you tell when when you're talking to someone and they have a cool story or they have a good personality or a good smile or they have a good tattoo, tell them or ask them about it. You know what I mean? You never know. And this one is I think this is a really important point. You never know when someone needs to hear something positive said about them. And I think so many times we look at someone and we're like, oh my God, I love her hair color or I love her shirt or I love her shoes or like, wow, um, so whatever. I, she has great skin, whatever the hell it is. We keep it to ourselves and we think, oh, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell them. I'm embarrassed to say something, which is so stupid because why are we embarrassed to say something nice to someone else? Like, why are we programmed as people to be afraid to compliment each other. It's so fucking weird. And I, I get it. I do it too. I have to force myself to say, oh, I really like your hair color or I really like that tattoo or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But the, the important part of this is not you giving a compliment. It's that someone else might need to hear that. Someone else, you don't know what people are going through and you never know when that person just might be feeling like crap or they might be feeling insecure or they might just be having a really crappy day and then someone pops up and they say, oh my gosh, I love, insert compliment. Your hair color is really pretty. Or hey, I love that that shirt. It looks really good in your skin tone. Or oh my gosh, that tattoo is so cool. What's the story behind it? And that's actually a real thing that happened on the trip. <laughs> um, you just never know. Like you never know when someone else just needed to have someone like recognize them or um, say something nice to them. So it's kind of like a two part thing that I and I didn't really learn this, but I'm just I'm trying to share observations that I think are really important because a few people I had given a compliment to and you could just tell like they really, really appreciated it. And I know sometimes when I'm having a bad day. I know for my business, I'll be having like just this day where I think, oh, like nothing is going right. My business stinks. Everyone hates me. And then someone always, without fail, I will get a message from someone. Usually it's on Instagram because I always tell people just message me on Instagram because it's a way that I can chat with people, right? You can't, we can't really chat over email. And people, someone will message me and they'll say, oh my gosh, I discovered your podcast last month and I've been listened to like 20 episodes and I love it. Like, I think you're so funny and you're weird and you're, I like how honest you are. 
and you swear. And I just wanted to let you know that I love your podcast and it's already helped me blah, 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 blah. That kind of stuff means so much to me. I really, you have no idea how much it means to me when someone says, I appreciate your podcast or like, I appreciate that you're really, really honest and that you're authentic and you're not scripty like other people. And because I have my own, just like anyone else, I have a lot of my own insecurities and I have things that, you know, a lot of days where I think, what am I doing? No one cares. Why am I showing up? Like, this isn't working. This sucks. And then someone else with a compliment reminds me why I keep doing all the things that I do, all the podcast episodes, all the emails I send out, all my coaching programs, um, all the stuff that I share with you because I love it. It reminds me why I'm doing that. So don't ever discredit giving someone a compliment because you really don't have any idea if they really just needed to hear that from someone and then you've just made their whole day, you know, you've made someone smile. I love giving someone a compliment and you can just see in their face like they it makes them happy for a second, you know? Okay, number seven, this is gonna sound weird, but I'm just gonna say it. So number seven out of the 10 things I learned while doing a solo trip to Alaska to see bears, talk to older people, have conversations with older people. So on this trip, I happen to be the youngest person in the group, which is cool because I'm not really young at all. But if I can be the youngest person in a group of people, I'll, I'll take it. Um, a lot of the people were, you know, I don't know how old was, was the next youngest person, but I don't know, maybe 50s, 50s, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. But there were definitely people, I know for sure people were in 60s, 70s, and there was one 85-year-old guy there. Amazing. Um, this guy was such a badass, too. I mean, 85-year-old guy going to a, a brown bear trip to Alaska, out there walking around. Like, he was so inspiring to me. And I would all I could think was, you know, I hope I can be like that when I'm that old. You know, just still doing, like, still living, you know? And this is not going to a cruise to Alaska. This is literally like you're going out and watching bears in real life. And they're quite close to you. I mean, they were very close to us. So, but the the lesson here is, you know, talk to people that are older than you, like, and not just talk to them like fluffy, but like ask them about their life. Ask them about when they were younger, like how do they end up wanting to go to Alaska? Where, where have they traveled to? You know, all these things, you know, I think sometimes when we're younger, we feel that we are the smart ones. <laughs> this sounds rude. I, I feel like this sounds rude and I don't mean it to be because I don't really think that. But I think sometimes we think, oh, my grandparents can't use social media. They're so, they're so dumb. Um, and it's not true. Like we and they lit like older, you know, generations, people that are now in their 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, they lived such a different lifestyle than we did every like now if you're 40s or or un, uh sorry i can't talk 40s or under right now you know you have really lived with the the cell phone and the iphone and you know everything is put on social media and it's just a different lifestyle and i really i've never had so many conversations with different people that were older than me and most of, the, most of the people that I had conversations with were definitely in their, I believe, 60s, to 60s and 70s. And, you know, I had some awesome conversations. We had such a cool group of people, such a good group of people. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better group of people than we had. And I had awesome conversations with them. You know, I was asking them questions about when they were younger and, you know, asking about them raising kids and where they were from and where they've traveled to and like what kind of trips they want to do. And it was really, really cool, you know, and to me, it wasn't just about talking to older people. That sounds, it's like, sounds so wrong to say that, but um, just getting inspired by them, at least for me, I felt very inspired by a lot of these people because these are people that they, you know, the first night when we introduce ourselves, and I know that can always be the scary, like the icebreaker, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. And that's that, oh, wait, that can feel awkward, you know, because we, 
a lot of people don't like to talk about themselves and then you don't know what to share or are you oversharing or, you know, whatever. And so people, I was actually towards the end of people to introduce themselves. So I got to hear everyone else and pretty much every single person that stood up to introduce themselves were like, yeah, I've been to Antarctica and I've been to this place and, you know, I'm a retired teacher and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like these people have had crazy rich and I don't mean rich money wise, but just rich with experienced lives. And I just thought it was really, really cool. And I just thought, you know, I don't know what age of people go in these types of trips. I think maybe the demographic for these group trips may, might be a little bit of an older demographic. I have no idea. Um, especially for ones that aren't super active. But I just thought it was really inspiring to see all these people that have done all this type of cool traveling and at their, you know, ages, 60s, 70s, and 80s, still wanting to go and do really fun things like go and see brown bears in Alaska. So I just felt really inspired by a lot of these people and, you know, hearing their stories. I mean, we, because again, we didn't have Wi-Fi, And so you have breakfast, lunch, dinner with the group, then you're on the bear watching trips with them, then you're doing a happy hour with them. And of course you, you have to talk to people, but I, I really, I really chose to talk to people. Like I really made an effort to just put myself out there and talk to people and like ask them questions and, you know, share my own thoughts on a lot of things. But, you know, the, when I introduced myself, I said, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. So if anyone here has a business or wants to have a business, come and talk to me. Like, I love talking about it. And then I did end up talking about that quite a bit on the trip because there were a couple people there who had, um, who had an Etsy store or they wanted to do an Etsy store. And so they started asking me questions. Well, like, oh, I have this store, but Carrie, how do I, how do I get people to find my website? And I was like, oh shit, this is my jam. We're going to talk about traffic now. And so I was like, probably waving my hands in the air, going crazy, talking about how to get website traffic because that's, that's what I talk about and I love it. So anyway, um, my point here is talk to older people, like have conversations with them, hear their stories. They probably have much more interesting lives than you're giving them credit for. And here's the really important thing. Remember, someday you will be that old and you're not a dinosaur like you probably feel, you know, like, I'm sorry, they're not. Yeah, you won't be a dinosaur as younger people will look at you as like, you You know, you're older, you might have more wrinkles, but your mind is probably the same. You know, you might move a little bit slower, but these people didn't move slow. I mean, I I was chatting with one of the, the staff at the, the bear camp one day and I was telling him, I'm like, God, I'm so inspired. This 85-year-old guy. We so they had this optional walking tour. And I did it one of the days. And I was like, you know, this 85-year-old guy went on the walking tour with us. And I'm not even joking, half the time he was walking faster than me. He's fucking 85 years old. And I was like, he is such a badass. And I was, you know, chatting with um one of the people, one of the the people that work on the team. And I just was was saying I, I'm feel so inspired by these people. I think I think it's amazing. So okay, I know that I'm really running over time. So I'm gonna speed it up for the last few. Number eight is get outdoors. Get outdoors, appreciate nature. So I don't think I have to go into this one too much, but for me, I love traveling. I don't do a lot of trips where I'm spending a lot of time outside necessarily. Like I don't do a lot of hiking trips. I want to do more hiking trips. And I want to do, we're looking to get a travel trailer. And so I want to do more trips. We can stay, you know, be outside more. And I love being outside, but I don't do a lot of travel trips. I do a lot of travel trips to cities and, and places like that. So my point here is just get outdoors, appreciate nature, because, you know, I can't tell you how much I just appreciated just sitting outside, looking at the water, watching bears. Like it was just magical. Uh, number nine, and I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but just um, having gratitude, you know, feeling, being in the moment of something and just feeling grateful, acknowledging I am grateful for this. I have gratitude for this. 
And I must have said that a million times on that trip because I would just, I would sit there and just be, I remember specifically, I think my highest level of feeling gratitude was on the second day of the bear camp trip. And we were, it was the second day and it was the second. So we had three bear viewings a day and some of them were hours long. It wasn't like we go for 20 minutes. I mean, we were out there sometimes for three hours and it was the afternoon trip and it was getting late. I think it was like we were bleeding into the happy hour time and almost time for dinner. And we were with a group and then half the group left because they it was rain. It was also raining too. half the group left. And so it was me and just a few other people. And we were sitting at their bear view. They have like a couple like bear viewing decks at their place. And we were sitting there and it was just like one of those moments where, you know, people are probably wanting to leave. And then all of a sudden this bear, because again, we saw bears at many different places, but in this particular place, we had not seen a bear that walked right past us really, really close. So we were probably, I'm really bad with feet, maybe like 15, 10 feet. No, maybe not 10 feet. Maybe let's say 15 feet away. I Don't quote me on this. It was very close. Basically, we're at the viewing station and there's like this little wood piece of wood that separates you and then this like little path that the bear would go on and then there's a higher level like there's two levels to it and then the people would be upstairs i'm pretty sure the rest of the group are down there we were all standing in this little wooden piece of like a wooden a wood piece i can't talk we were standing against this little wood piece of wood and this bear just starts you can see him a little bit away and he just starts walking trotting along and he just walks right past us and it was just this magical, amazing moment. And I just had so much this like really heightened sense of gratitude. And I will say I had that pretty much the whole trip. I have never had that level of just feeling grateful for that extended amount of time. But I would say in that specific moment, I think because it was like People were wanting to leave and then we just we just waited a little bit longer. We just waited a little bit longer and then we got the prize kind of thing. Um, it was just one of those. There was a couple moments in that trip where they will stand out in my brain forever. The The second tri- the second moment was the last night we were there. We were all out. We went to the I, I forget what it's called, like the point or something. But Basically, we get in the little bear van or the truck and then we drive down to like this beach area and it's where the bears are there fishing. But at nighttime, there's like tons of bears there and we go to this area and the whole group is there. There's a couple of the staff, um, one of the the chefs, one of the um, like girls who just she's not really a waitress, but Stacy, if, if you're ever listening, I'm talking to you and you're amazing. Um, and then someone else who worked there, they were there and it was just like this cool group. And we saw the amount of bears that we saw, the amount of things that we saw the bears doing, fishing, the cubs were there, the cubs were playing. It was so amazing. And by the end, like, again, half the group had left at that point. And I think there were six of us left and I stayed every single time we had bear viewings, I stayed as long as the the guide would stay. So I never left early because I thought, okay, I'm here to see bears and I'm going to see as many as humanly possible. And I'm just going to sit here and watch. I wasn't filming every single moment. I just was watching. I was like absorbing it. I was taking photos, but also just putting the camera away and just watching like without this obstruction in front of my face. Um, But yeah, the, we waited and then all of a sudden we literally at that point, by the end of the night, we had four different bears like surrounding us kind of. And it sounds scary, but it was it, it was fine. Um, one bear was nursing two of the cubs. One on this side was just he had his head down. It's like the cutest thing ever. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. He had his head down with his like almost like he was like sleeping. He was like taking a nap. He had his head down on one paw and then the other paw was in front of his face and you could just see his huge claws it was amazing and then there was another bear behind us i forget what that bear was doing and then the one in front of us to the right was literally laying on the ground this was the funniest goddamn bear laying on the ground with one leg up in the air 
like stretching. He was like scratching himself. I don't know if it was a he or she. It was a she. Scratching herself. She was like rolling around, almost like doing bear yoga. It was so funny. So we have that bear. We have the mom of the cubs. We have the like the napping bear with his huge claws. It was the coolest goddamn thing. And then in between that, there were just all these magical moments of like the bears fishing and the cub. It was it just that night will be etched in my memory forever. It was so perfect. And we had to actually <laughs> to get out of there because it was time to leave. It was I think it was like 10 p.m. at that point. Um, and it was it was getting really cold and, you know, it was just time time to go. We had nowhere to go. We couldn't walk between the, the, the bears, So we had to like walk. We had to like cut through a little spot where there were no bears and then like walk on these mud flats around to get to the car. And like we we get there and everyone's like everyone had like this super special night. I mean, everyone was freaking out. Um, and it's kind of fun when you feel really excited or, or grateful or happy about something that other people, they agree with you. It makes you feel like, OK, like just some validation. You know what I mean? So anyway. So we get back to the the camp and I literally am so amped up. I am like, I can't sleep right now. I need to like, who's awake right now? Let's like, who's, you know, who wants to chat or whatever. So I ended up sitting out in the front little area with, there was one other person who was already sitting there. I think I just sat with her for a little bit and I, I like, I, I could not sleep. I couldn't even sleep that night because it was just this heightened level of just feeling happy and grateful that I don't normally have. I mean, I can feel happy and grateful sometimes but i think when you just stop and appreciate something and again you might not unless you're doing something different it's kind of hard it can be hard to appreciate things you know it can be hard to be grateful but i feel very grateful for this trip and i know that i'm you know privileged not many people can can go on this kind of trip so i'm not trying to um you know, make anyone feel feel bad that they haven't gone on this, but you know, you could figure out how to go. And it just was a really amazing feeling to just have that feeling of like really, really deep gratitude and just excitement about something. And so that moment of just this heightened level of gratitude and feeling gratitude, it really will be etched in my brain forever. And it was those two specific moments on that trip where it just, it was just, you know, special, but like on crack. And then lastly, and I don't really have much to say about this one because I've already, I think I've already kind of said everything. So I'm going to try to wrap it up, but just like appreciating simple things, you know, I think life is busy. I know for me, um, you know, I, I'm always doing something. I don't, I don't do well with just sitting around, but on this trip, you know, you appreciate the small things, the simple things like having a bathroom in your house. For this place, we had to walk outside to, it was a compostable toilet, which that's fine. You know, it's it's environmentally friendly and the, their whole thing is to not have, you know, it's not like a trash landfill. They want minimal, I forget how they say it, but minimal like humans were here kind of thing. Um, but just simple things like that, like feeling, being appreciative of simple things. So we would have go in for the food and, you know, in the morning there would be coffee there. There was no like crazy lattes or cold brew. It was just coffee in the canister. There was hot chocolate there. Um, and then after the meals, we would have like for lunch, they always gave you a cookie and just like feeling appreciative for those small, simple things, I think is really, really important just as we have busy lives and I think a lot of times we take things for granted and for this trip at least for me you know not being able to bring a lot of stuff I I pretty much wore the same outfit the whole week I mean I had a couple of pairs of leggings you know I already went through my wardrobe at the beginning but you know I didn't have a ton of stuff to choose from and it was just like simple like okay I'm gonna put my hair in braids put my purple black dog hat on and just go out for the day you know it was really cool and I really appreciated to, I really appreciated that it forced me to be simple, you know, like with my packing, I could only bring a couple things. So I didn't have my most of my makeup with me. Not that I wear much makeup at all. I really don't. But just like, you know, you things that you normally would have, you didn't have. You have to like be really simple and small. So 
Anyway, that is this episode. I completely went over time and I apologize, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you could, you know, even though you weren't on this bear trip with me, I, I hope that you can kind of listen and feel like you were part of it because I just think it was the most special trip ever. And I, I hope you, if you're listening and you want to go on a trip like this, I hope this episode inspires you to, even if it's thinking about somewhere cool that you want to go, doesn't mean you have to book it. It doesn't mean you have to put a deposit down, but you know, it could just be, you're thinking about it. Where do I want to go? What, what's going to make my life more fun. And maybe then once you write it down, you're like, okay, cool. The first step is to write it down. And now I can start researching and I can take some action and maybe then you'll put down a deposit somewhere. So think of the fun things. Don't be scared to try something new. Don't be scared to try something scary. And I hope this episode inspires you in some small way. And then thank you for listening. I love this episode. I just, I couldn't wait. You guys know if you listen, if you listen to this podcast normally, you know, I love talking about things that I'm really jazzed up about. And you can tell I'm like obsessed with this stupid trip. I keep talking about it. I just have talked about it nonstop. And it just was so special. It was such a special experience. And I've never, I've never had one like that. And, you know, I, I love any type of, if I can make some sort of impact on your life and whether that's you having a better business or a better mindset or appreciating your dog walks in the morning, you know, if I can inspire you to take action in some way in your life, then that is what makes me happy. And that makes me feel super satisfied. So I hope you can take some action. And again, if you do decide that you want to go on a trip, let me know where it is. I want to know where you want to go. And I'm, I'm trying to think of God, what is my next trip? I mean, how can you beat? I don't know how I can beat this trip. I really don't. I think this will be the best trip of my whole life. And that almost in some way is depressing. When I got home from the trip, I felt so depressed (laughs) because I was like for four days, I was at this super high level of just feeling really happy and carefree and um, just like I was like this fun version of myself, which is nice because oftentimes when we're in the real world and we have responsibilities and we have, you know, we have jobs and we have businesses and we have kids and we have family obligations, you know, the fun sometimes gets sucked out of us. And it's really nice to just have moments and pockets of time where you are fun. You're happy. You're free. You are feeling grateful. You're doing something that you love. You're doing something that makes you really, really happy. And doing that last week, I just, it made me realize like, shoot, I need to do more. I need to do more things like that because I just felt so good when I was there, you know? And again, like I, it was a simple simple amenities. I wasn't staying at some, you know, fancy Airbnb or something. Um, although this place definitely is like glamping. Okay. You're not sleeping on the ground. Okay. And there's a family of foxes there. I mean, come on, like, how can you, how can you go wrong? Uh, but it was just this perfect trip. And I just, I hope everyone can experience their form of bear camp in their life, whatever that means to you. And just take action and do it because it makes you happy. Life is short. Book the goddamn trip. Okay. All right. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie a Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.